Life Audio. Just ahead on the Encouragement for You podcast, the late Dr. Robert Crummy on how to handle hard times, and author Junie Felix talks about man's problems, God's answers. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. For many years, the late Dr. Robert Crummy served as president of Carver Bible College in Atlanta. During that time, he dealt with a great deal of adversity, including the death of his wife. In this opening segment of the Encouragement for You podcast, he talks with host Don Hawkins about how to handle hard times. Why do we have hard times? It looks like if we're Christians, if we want to serve the Lord, that the Lord could just sort of make life easy. And and there's some people that feel like if you're really walking with the Lord, He's going to make life easy. You'll be uh, healthy and wealthy and never have any problems, never suffer any uh, losses or deaths in your family, never go through any serious illnesses, uh, never have financial reverses, never lose a job, never get laid off. But it doesn't work that way, does it? Yeah, it does not. And, you know, Don, I think we have them for a number of reasons, but one that um, surfaces to the top um, for me is is to cause us to conform more into the image of Christ. You know, nothing like hard times um, will um, mm. test us and mold us and shape us. Yeah, um, I'm not, um, you know, wishing hard times on anyone, but I know that um, they serve a purpose. Um, my prayer life would not be as meaningful or consistent um, had not it been or be for hard times. Yeah, and, and you can speak to this firsthand because you lost your wife to cancer. You, you've you been there. This is not a, an academic subject for Robert Crummy. No, it was a very difficult time for me. That was a very hard time, and a, a time that I had to um, simply rely on my faith to, to trust that God made the right decision regarding my wife. And, you know, those are difficult times. I think about to what you just talked about in terms of being conformed to Christ. Uh, A number of years ago, I wrote a book called uh, When Cancer Comes. Moody Press published it. 
And in it, I tell the story of a man that uh, I'd gotten to know, Kathy and I had gotten to know him and his wife very well. Uh, his name was Casey, and his wife was dying of cancer. And uh, they went through just a long, agonizing process. And after she died, he was telling me his story, and I included his story in the book. And basically what he said was, I learned how to be a man of God through the loss of my wife. And uh, you know, none of us wants to think about losing a loved one, but certainly God can use it to conform us to Christ. I believe that. No question. I think another reason it comes to my mind, Robert, why we have hard times is we live in a fallen world. And uh, living in a fallen world, we're affected by the fallout from sin. Uh, you know, we, we used to have uh, bomb scares and bomb threats in this country. People were afraid that uh, the Russians or somebody would drop an atomic bomb or a nuclear bomb on us. And uh, the big concern was fallout. And, and I believe that this entire planet has been infected by something a lot worse than a nuclear explosion. And that is the pollution of sin. Scripture tells us in Romans 5.12 that sin entered the world by one man and death by sin and death passed on all people because all have sinned. And so every single one of us is affected by the consequences of sin and death. And uh, what that means is there are times that you may be doing everything right. You may be uh, behaving yourself and, and a drunk driver may hit you and cause serious injury. Or the company that you work for may go bankrupt and you may get laid off. Uh, or some other kind of major uh, disaster can happen like that in our lives. Living in a fallen world. Talk about that, Robert. Well, you know, it's, it's a thread all the way through um, the Bible that, you know, this fallen world it, it engages us in what you know, the scholars call um, spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6.12 puts it this way. That's where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And, Don, I believe that spiritual warfare is alive and well. And the enemy, he's on a mission to undo God's glory Mm -hmm. in the life of believers. And this is um, language that is close contact. It is language that clearly explains that there is an enemy force that is trying to bring about hard times yeah. to discourage the believer, um, to cause us to turn our hearts away yeah. from trusting in the Lord. Yeah. And if he's successful at undoing God's glory, I heard one one good friend of mine, Dr. Tony Evans, who's also a Carver grad, by the way, preach on this text and, and argue that if, if, if Satan's successful at this, that might be his only last attempt to try to how to save his own hide and prevent his own eternal damnation. Yeah, and some of you have been dealing with some of those kinds of things in your lives and struggling with that. There is a piece of good news in the last part of the book of Romans, and it's really one of my favorite statements in Scripture. He says, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. That a tremendous promise, isn't that? That's uh, just, a good word, Don. That is tremendous, tremendous promise from the Word of God that ultimately the victory is ours. Does not mean there will not be major conflicts uh, coming our way. Robert, we would be remiss if we didn't comment on another aspect of suffering. Sometimes, according to First Peter chapter 4, uh, as Peter puts it in the old King James, we're buffeted because of our own faults. Sometimes uh, we do things that get us into trouble and bring consequences into our lives. That's true, Don. You know, we're, we're, we are ourselves 
fallen creatures, and, and, and we have the capacity to sin. Yeah. And um, sometimes we do make bad choices and yeah. the wrong decisions, and yeah. as a result, find ourselves in yeah. hard times. Book of Hebrews tells us we have the capacity to obey God. First John indicates the same thing. We can please God and serve God. We don't have to succumb to sin. But First John also, and, and James, uh, which says in many things we all offend, uh, those passages tell us that there are a lot of times that we will foul up, we will mess up, we will uh, find ourselves facing consequences. And, friend, if that's happened, God's grace and mercy and forgiveness is there and available. You don't have to be uh, stuck in a rut of sin. God can give you victory where there hasn't been victory. He can give you uh, peace and forgiveness and restore you as he did with King David. David was a man, ultimately, who was labeled a man after God's own heart, even though there was major sin in his life, because David did the right thing to deal with it. Uh, What are some basic principles that uh, have stood you in good stead for handling hard times? I immediately think of prayer. Mm, Um, You know, I just know that hard times, you know, again, drive me to my knees and to make sure that I got clear communication with God, that I'm not harboring any unconfessed sin in my life and my heart, and that the um, channel of communication between God and I is clear. And the Bible says that the Lord hears the fervent prayer of a righteous man. I think of 1 John 1, 9, which says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm in good fellowship with God yeah. all the times, but particularly during hard times. You know, Robert, I think you've just uh, identified something very important. When hard times come, it isn't always because we've done something wrong. But that is a good place to just examine and do a little spiritual evaluation and check up and say, I'm going through hard times. Lord, is there something in my life that you're trying to get across to me that you want me to deal with, something you want me to turn turn away from? Uh, is there some something in my life that you want me to learn uh, through this and, and to just open our hearts up to the Lord? And, and I found that a great way to do that is, is uh, through the resource of his word, which is probably number two on your list as well. Uh, the word of God gives us direction. It gives us hope gives us encouragement. Romans 15, 4 says, whatever things were written before time were written for our knowledge, for our insight, that we through uh, patience or steadfastness and encouragement of the scriptures might have hope. And when things seem hopeless, it's the word of God that can restore that hope, is it not? That's, that's a good word, Don. You know, I also think of just the need to, to take advantage of that window of opportunity to be a witness. Um, because sometimes, you know, during hard times, Don, we can really testify to God's ability to keep us and um, to um, show himself strong on our behalf. And then I have the same response as people who does not have the source of the Holy Spirit as a strength to draw upon. Um, I think of Paul's encouragement to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter 4, where he said, Timothy, endure hardship. It was the language of expectancy. It wasn't a matter of will hardship come. It was a matter of, Timothy, what you were to do when hardship come. And so I think that, you know, when it comes, we have an opportunity to be a witness. And, Don, you know something I've learned, that no matter what type of hardship that comes our way, we got to remember that it's not in the same ballpark 
as what Jesus himself went through. Yeah. First Peter is a great book that talks about that, Robert. As we think about the Word of God, uh, Peter wrote to some people going through hard times. Uh, they were dealing with the very same kinds of things. In fact, um, you know, he, he addressed the issue of suffering, and, and he essentially said, Christ set an example because he suffered without complaining. He suffered without griping. He suffered... He committed his soul to the ultimately to God the Father, and he talks about us following in his example, in his footsteps. He had no guile and no deceit in his life, and um, what a great example. We could never suffer the way he did, but he does call on us and give us the privilege of suffering. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, Heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. Junie Felix served as a producer with host Don Hawkins on the Life Perspectives radio program. On this segment of our podcast, the two of them discuss man's problems, God's answers. Uh, June, if we had to pick a place to start with a problem that man has. Uh, what would be your guess as the place that I would start, that probably all of us would start? What's the biggest problem that we have? Well, I think coming from a cultural standpoint here in the United States, we have a very big problem with stress. And a lot of us are not raised in such a way where we're just naturally equipped. We have that equipment that we need to handle that stress. We live in a stressful society. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pressures to succeed, to have more, to do more. And then these days with the economy being as it is and yeah. the situation that we're facing, a lot of people are enduring stress and they really don't know how to handle it or what to do with it. Now, what do you suppose God's answer to that would be? Oh, definitely to trust in him, to put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because he says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And what an amazing call, you yeah. know, to action. It's just to come to him and say, Lord, I love that verse that you and I share so yeah. often, Jeremiah 33, 3. He yeah. says, call on me, and I will show you great and mighty things which you have not known. Yeah. That verse and thinking about the sufficiency of the Lord is a good way to start handling that stress, bringing it to him. And when you think about Matthew 11, 28 and 29, the verses you just shared, uh, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, loaded down, I will give you rest. Doesn't that describe our day? People who are weighed down with economic problems, pressured by depression, by stress, feeling the pressures of life, relationship conflicts, uh, issues in their lives, trying to figure out what to do, perhaps uh, with a family member, with a friend, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Jesus invites us to come to him. And that leads me to a second problem that is underlying that presenting problem of stress, and that is the sin problem. Yes. Every single one of us has been affected. Scripture says we've all gone astray. Everyone turned to his own way. The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Romans 3.23, of course, tells us that all have sinned 
and fallen short of the glory of God. The, the picture, June, that, that we've often used is of a number of us uh, standing on a pier, uh, perhaps on the tip of Florida in Key West, mm-hmm. and determining, okay, we want to swim to South America. And we're going to swim past Cuba. We're going to swim all the way across the Gulf of Mexico and all the way down to South America. Now, there may be some people who would swim a mile. There may be some people who'd swim 100 feet. There may be some of us who could swim 5 or 10 or 20 miles. But essentially, probably every single one of us, in fact, I would dare say, every single one of us would be dead by drowning at some point. And that's the picture of falling short of the glory of God because none of us can make it. And, of course, God's answer for that is wrapped up in the per- in one person presented throughout Scripture. Yes, and what a wonderful, beautiful, sufficient answer it is. I mean, Jesus just never fails us. And a lot of times as Christians we think, oh, this is going to be an easier way of life. But really it's not because Jesus does call her to a higher way of living, a higher way of thinking. But we have nothing to lose and everything to gain yeah. when we turn to him. The beautiful thing about turning to him is he removes the greatest problem that we have so that he can meet all of our other problems and needs. And the greatest problem is the sin that separates us from God. In the middle of sin is the letter I. Mm -hmm. And the essence of sin is selfishness. If we are to love others, if we are to have a heart for God and love him with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourselves, at some point God has to deal with the sin and the guilt and all of those things that are wrapped up there. And Jesus died to take that away, rose again from the dead to guarantee us eternal life. And friend, what that means for you is that if you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, you could call us on the program tonight, and we would be delighted to have the privilege of walking you through what it means to receive Jesus Christ and his free gift of salvation. You know, June, the essence of of where we struggle in these different areas of problem that we have, and we touched on some of them, uh, uh, pain and health and depression and finances, is in reality when we try to do life our way. Oh, yeah. So often we're tempted to do it our way. But like I said, God has such a better way for us. And mm-hmm. But the thing about being a part of the family of Jesus Christ is that you're not alone. You have a family, and not a perfect family by any means. No. <laughs> not a perfect family. I love the way I've heard it in the past that the church is a hospital for sinners. Right. It's not a, a not museum, a museum for of saints. saints. Yes, one of my favorite <laughs> right. ways of thinking of it. Yeah, great I'm going to go it. and I'm going to meet other people who are broken and who are hurting. What a wonderful thought to, to just consider that there are people who care enough to listen to you, to talk with you. And, and when we find ourselves doing it our way, God's answer to that is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Oh, Trust yes. in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. It's so easy for us to rely on ourselves, June, and our society places a premium on self-reliance. That's true. And just recently I was thinking, I've been married for 13 years, and my husband has got this wonderful team mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays on a football league that our church, that was part of a ministry through our church mm-hmm. that has grown, but he, he thinks like a team player. Yeah. American society, and I'm not, I hate to just use those generalizations, but that we're not true. really encouraged to think of ourselves as a team, a family. We're working together for the benefit and the betterment of all. And as believers in Christ, we're working for a kingdom that will never fail and never die. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.